0: the full 90 extra time podcast our weekly look at the Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage ah, there's a lot and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty MLS unlike this podcast which evidently is funded by foreign royalty good morning afternoon internet time brandon i would say good morning in russian but i cannot so but that's russia doesn't exist bro oh Not on this flat earth. (laughs) Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show. Definitely five stars. But primarily, tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player from handsome Brad Evans to I just like the name Wolf on my jersey, Magnus Wolf
1: Is there another version of Brad Evans? I don't think I've ever seen not handsome Brad Evans. I think there's angry Brad Evans too which is still pretty damn handsome. You said it, man. This week we heard from James Woolard, who's actually the stadium announcer over there at CenturyLink Field. Hi, James. Magnus. Wolf. Oh, I guess that's what we all say, Yeah. yeah. Anyway, James says, hey. When it comes to, hey, he's also the
0: font. Hey,
1: oh, good old Jimmy Woolard over here. Hey, hey. When it comes to insightful Sounders podcast, full ninety extra time is fast becoming my favorite go-to podcast. Hey. hey, each week Greg and Brandon recap the latest goings on at Sounders FC and provide a humorous, analytical take on what is hot versus what is hot garbage. It's a must listen. Who's my favorite player? None other than the brilliant Obafemi Martins. Hands down the best player to have ever worn rave green. Also a pretty fun four-syllable name to say at the clink. Obafemi! Which is really great because he gets to say it a whole, got to say it a whole lot. So
0: I think he still does it even like when he's uh, streaming at home from Obafemi playing in China. <laughs> it's a 16-hour time difference, but it's cool. He just logs on every morning just just, just so he can do it from a, the comfort of his living room. We will have to get James in here to talk about uh, what, what his role looks like and about the haters on the internet. Yeah, you so you can actually go follow
1: James is actually pretty fun to follow on Twitter. He's a good old Brit Vox US, I believe is what he is on Twitter. I'm not looking it up to confirm. No, I'm not going to either so call us fake news if you want. You can go listen to or uh, go follow us on Twitter at full ninety extra time. That's 90, not spelled out ninety, okay. because that's so many Luckily, letters. Luckily the
0: internet and the artificial intelligence is getting smarter for their ultimate takeover of the human race. So yeah. when you start typing full Ninety, it'll like correct it. Just let the
1: robots tell you who to follow on Twitter, and and hopefully they say us. We do, we do keep one of their own captive on our podcasts.
0: We're coming for you, robots. We're coming for you. You jerks. Hot garbage. Yeah, we know. Okay, this week Seattle Sounders FC take on Real Salt Lake again. In, uh, the, it's a rematch in a, in a battle for good thing relegation isn't real. <laughs> oh, oh boy, ouch. That's a, that is a <laughs> that is a sad fact. Yeah, it's a it's a very good thing
1: that Sounders will not play in. USL we, next year. we
0: can also call it a uh, bottom third of the table matchup between the two. The Western Conference, those two teams occupy two of the bottom spots.
1: So what you're trying to say is that this will be another very captivating, invigorating match of <sighs> soccer.
0: Soccer, coming to you from America, with <laughs> no relegation and nothing on the line. <laughs>
1: where the game is
0: made up and the points don't matter. Soccer. Pretty boring match, Brian. Brandon, I was, uh, I was not... It wasn't keeping my attention. I had it on. I was out of town. I it was on like at a randomly at a bar that I was at, like a, at a restaurant bar in Albuquerque. It was on in the background, and Congrats I like
1: on being woke to soccer Albuquerque.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean at at a mile high that could be a huge advantage. Anyway, I was uh, traveling, so I didn't see it. I stayed off the internet. Everything was fine. I knew that they did not come uh come out with any points because there were a few people who were like I'm just going to quit now or something. Wait,
1: you're showing they were showing the replay in Albuquerque? They were
0: they I, I saw maybe it was a highlight or something like oh, that. Maybe it was okay. an MLS show or something but okay, it was uh it was on a television while we were there <laughs> somewhere. Uh a 1-0 loss for Seattle Sounders FC to Real Salt Lake. Not the result that any of us really expected, but all of us kind of sort of did.
1: I was also out of town this weekend and to your point, I was not surprised when I got back from Sasquatch and looked at the looked at the scoreline and was like, "Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah." Be, I saw somebody oh, wearing boy. a sh- I saw somebody wearing a shirt that was like, "Winning sucks anyway," <laughs> 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 which I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that must have not gone well." It's
0: not the destination; it's how you get there, <laughs> but it's also kind of the destination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it was a strange match. One where neither team really looked like they had it together. Seattle had some opportunities, some chances on goal that came through. Uh, the, Of course, the injury, we didn't even generate this injury. This time it actually uh, it generated itself. Handwala Buana, one of the guys that we were hoping to count on as a youth, like a real strong talent that would come off the bench, or in this case have to fill in in a big role. He leaves the field in the 33rd minute with some sort of foot-ankle problem, later to be seen on crutches. Awesome. That's that's probably... that's
1: the worst thing in the world because I want every opportunity to talk about Handwall so like the more that he's on crutches the less I'm able to do that because as we learned a few episodes ago you need your feet to play soccer um and, I mean, just throw them out on
0: the How about the guy from the Star Wars, from The Phantom Menace, that, like, flies the pod racer with his feet? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's, uh, yeah. walks on his hands a little bit or something. Yeah. Maybe that's the guy. I mean, okay, what really
1: defines whether or not it's a foot? If it, you're walking on it, then it's a foot. We can't call them hands. Yeah, especially
0: for an alien race that yeah. does not exist on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. but, okay. Like, if
1: I saw him, I'd just be like, those are your feet. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess this brings us to...
1: Hot. Garbage. Hot. Garbage.
0: Hot. Garbage. Hot, hot Garbage, garbage. Hot, hot Garbage, garbage. Hot. hot Hot Garbage We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap It's hot It's garbage It's Hot, hot Garbage Jay! Oh, heavy on the garb Yeah, on the garb. <laughs> on the garb. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, it's sad because I don't really have anything to point out as hot, I guess. Everyone had some really nice haircuts out there. I feel like the team barber showed up and, like, everyone was cleaned up real nice. Even Dempsey, the Roldan brothers looked real good out there. That's good for them. Yeah, so, hey, haircuts. Hot. (laughs) It's It's, you know, I watched the
1: highlights. And I would say that that was the most almost goals that the sounders have sc- have almost scored in a while
0: don't go back and watch the highlights like uh it's it's tough to watch all those opportunities not be converted
1: right but like on the flip side it's nice to see us the sound like almost get the the ball in the back of the net, which is a lot more than you can say for a lot of games this season. I
0: feel like it would take more off the post, even, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't see Which any, there were a couple. I didn't really see, like, a ton of um, positive things to really call... Hot. I don't know. It, it, I guess the best thing you could say was the goal by Real Salt Lake, which was a real beauty. It was. And
1: and that's, that's sad when the other team has the hottest hot on the pitch. But. I kept trying
0: to figure out who this person was because they were saying his name. is Sebastian Sassido? Yeah. Salcido. Salcido. Sal- 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 c- sal- sal- but they kept calling him something else. Matt Johnson on TV again. Shoutouts to Matt. He's been good to the pod. Um, and he kept saying, what's the guy's name? He, he I
1: think his nickname is Bofo, which is be- like, unfortunate because every time I see him, I just want to say, "These Nuts.
0: <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> um... I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, what Bofo means, and it's big old floppy one. <laughs> Maybe used to describe dicks or tits. It's just the one, though. <laughs> no, you can have uh, big old fake ones as the oh, other one. So. Oh, big old fake. Okay. So either he has a big floppy wiener, <laughs> or he has breast implants that we are, or natural, I don't know. I shouldn't judge.
1: Uh, I think like don't rush to conclusions. If that's that'd be a great nickname. Maybe he did get that that nickname through playing soccer. They're like, oh, look at there goes the big old floppy one, and he's just like throwing himself down left
0: and right. <laughs> oh, from flopping, right? Not right. from like being in the shower. No, you went straight.
1: Like... You went straight to the wiener jokes, which I like absolutely respect, obviously. But I was thinking in soccer, purely soccer terms. Yeah, flopping is still a thing. Is he a forward? Uh, I don't know. He is cool. Sure, yeah. <laughs> let's let's call him that. Yeah, Sebastian Bofo Salcido, the big old floppy one.
0: So good old Bofo out there. Whew, I feel uh, like we've gone down like an avenue that is going to be hard to recover from at this point. <laughs> but anyway, that goal cutting across the box at the top, no one really stepped up, and he just put one, lifted one right up over Stefan Fry, got a finger to it, top corner, and that was Hi. hot.
1: It was not a big old floppy one. It <laughs> was a very firm shot. To the corner,
0: you are something else, sir. Yeah, that's really like a that's really the most takeaway that I had from it.
1: Oh, I mean, even from even from what we did see, um, there wasn't a lot of like outside of the almost chances, which I say jokingly because at this point, anything will literally take anything. Um, And and then the goal, it wasn't like a very well thought match between two top teams who were having a great, you know. Perry back and forth up and down the field. Just a just,
0: moment of top class. Yeah,
1: just w- just one good thing from a match that uh, was good for some folks in Utah who enjoyed that.
0: Interestingly, we saw Clint Dempsey having to play that Top role, having to really play the the striking forward, something that he was really uh, that he's uh, from time to time in England really showed up and delivered. Also, was uh, for the U.S. men's national team scored so many goals. He was capable. He's uh, as Brian Schmetzer said towards the end of his career, which I think is a way of being a sick burn and just being like, "Yo, Dempsey, slow." (laughs) Hey, you old, (laughs) yeah, like, and so uh, slow-ass Dempsey up top. I felt like it was one of the more inspired performances from the guy. You saw a lot of hustle and a taking a lot of, uh, creating a lot of opportunities and compared to what we normally see like you said watching the going back to the highlights if you only watch that alone you see a lot of different opportunities created that he was kind of a part of which is cool unfortunately wasn't able to obviously convert anything we see every single
1: match and after every single match he's just getting absolutely shit on right like yeah. left left and right people are saying what does he even bring to this team we're paying him how much money to do what even after the match one of the reporters asked uh, head coach Brian Schmetzer they said uh you're one dp on the field couldn't contribute what like what do you take from that and from this match from this match yeah. interesting i mean he didn't get a goal which is why we pay him you know uh, or why we we don't pay him we give him no money uh, but buying tickets whatever
0: uh anyway i'm actually i'm not i feel embarrassed because i've actually been paying clinton mc <laughs> and i don't i mean radio does not pay a lot so not, i'm
1: not paying him for the soccer though bofo <laughs> Okay. Uh oh, but the end of the day, he's being paid to to be a, a forward attacking player. Not yeah. a for but you know, like forward slash midfielder. He's
0: generating offense for us as, exactly. as what's supposed to be happening. And so
1: far it's been offensive and not in a good way. <laughs> no goals, not a lot of um st- when he's on the field, it's sad because like when he's on the field, I don't think the Sounders have scored a goal this season with Dempsey on the field in the- <laughs> So but but to your point, he looked great in this game. Like the statistics don't tell the entire story when you look at this match specifically he had a great game he's just surrounded by a bunch of teenagers and um (laughs) it's not
0: it's not looking great it is not looking great and he but we can't expect everything to happen just from him there's like it's tough because no one else ran around out there looking inspired rolled on after the matches like we put so much work in and practice and then didn't show up to the match with the same kind of intensity and that's disappointing we're still talking about hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we've sort of just drifted into the land of garbage somehow, but garbage. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I like I like having Steve in here. Steve had the biggest smile on his face when we asked him to record this. He was like, You're what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just want you listen, listen, we only thanks for talking and telling us about soccer and stuff, but can you
0: just say some words for us? Can you say hot garbage? Hot garbage. Garbage. Yes, we know, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. So um, the only thing that we saw out there that was really mind bendingly hot was that goal for the opposite team. Not awesome. Okay? Wonderful. In terms of garbage, or excuse me, garbage, uh, Blana going down is another huge blow. We didn't even spend the the injury generator for the um to make that happen. Like it was a uh, this is something where we're losing young talent that's up front. I don't know what his actual prognosis is, like how long he's going to be out for. But with other other dudes off representing their countries in the World Cup. We are now down yet another person. I don't know why they're not playing freaking Lamar Nagel. I get that a lot of people say that he's got 20 good minutes in him before he kind of shuts off or whatever, but like he's got so much experience. He's a veteran out there. There's like opportunities. Why? I guess it brings us to a larger question, which is what's going on? Everyone is real mad about this on the internet, which we'll get to, but what's going on with the substitutions? I think the
1: bench is already looking real thin garbage. And you don't have a lot of top class talent to put out on the field. Sure. Like, I think the most exciting thing for me when I saw the bench that might happen was the guy that we just brought up from S two named Felix Chankum. Yeah. He was on the bench. He was an he's an attacking player. He's got some goals for S two this season. I think that that looked like probably the most promising attacking threat outside of Lamar Nagel, who they ended up eventually bringing on. But when you lose an attacking player like Hidwal Buana, sure, you're not replacing like for like with speed when you bring on somebody like Lamar Nagel. Instead, it was uh, uh, Waylon Francis, who is a defender, right? He's an outside back. And for most of the games I've watched him play this season, he is not a speedster, right? So he's got some... He's got some good control. He can get up and down the pitch, um, but Lamar Nagel can do that, man, and Lamar Nagel has some experience scoring goals. I would have thought that in in that point of the game, you bring on a forward. He's only got to play for 10 minutes to finish out the first half. You know, Bring on somebody who has some experience scoring goals. Not Maybe not as much this season.
0: How about that weird formation to start with? Like the 4-1-4-1 4-1 is something that like I think about playing like youth soccer, like A-Y-S-O soccer. That We do three backs and then a sweeper or a stopper or something like that. And that's kind of the role as like a central defending midfielder that we saw Jordy DeLem started. That was like a really i applaud trying different things to try and make a squad that's depleted work but i did not see that coming especially dilem who's a guy that has one of the three goals that we have for the season i know there's more than that but
1: well and this is and this is where some some conversations really start right we start talking about substitutions what formations being played how the sounders are approaching the match completely that's when you start to look at Is this a player thing? Is this a coaching thing? What's going on? I know it's like almost like a cardinal sin to question the um, ability of Brian Schmetzer, who's taken this team to -to back-to-back MLS Cups, and is a Sounders legend in his own right, from having played for the team to now coaching and being an assistant forever, all of these different things, but... Does he have it in him at this point? Like we've seen different formations every week for the last four weeks, right? Attempting a five-four-one that got us that got the Sounders a result in Toronto, then going to a four-three-two-one, then going to a four-one-four-one, and all of these different formations. And this, in and, and maybe it's maybe it's no matter what formation we're we're throwing out there. This they're not able to achieve because maybe that's a player thing, or maybe are they not able to get comfortable in their roles because they're playing a right, different right, right. role like every Like, is week.
0: it too many variables and right. not enough consistency? And then can't really
1: point at one thing. It's the players, it's the coaching, it's the front office. What is it? So my,
0: my big question with this was uh, New who coming off about two thirds of the way through, and that's a guy who did the slow walk. I'm mad at my manager off the. Someone was down injured or whatever, but he did that slow, kind of like. Uh, I'm upset that you're pulling me, and I don't get why that guy go to your room, okay, yeah. I will, but it's gonna take me twenty minutes. yeah, I'll just hold on. I'm almost there um but that was crazy to see him getting pulled at that time and then being replaced kind of like for like, which I get you're trying to like just create a little extra pace down the side and he hadn't really shown up to be anything dynamic in the match, but these are the that's the guy that you're kind of like banking the rest of the season on and to yeah. like that's a that could be a little bit of a confidence buster and I didn't hear him specifically address that post match.
1: So so uh, he did touch on it a little bit. So okay. knew who came out, he was replaced by another defender Jordan McCrary. Um what uh what Schmetzer said about that post-match was Jordan McCrary in the Portland match when they brought him on gave a little bit more spark, a little bit more energy to the team. He liked what he saw from that. He wanted to give Jordan another chance. So what happened was they brought on Jordan McCrary as a defender. They sent up... Uh, Kelvin Leardom to the midfield to play a higher line because he's got a lot of good crosses. He's another defender on the team, right? He's got a lot of good crosses. He was able to start playing midfield where he's in a more advanced position. And then hope that they had with three in the back between Kim Kihie, Chad Marshall, and sure, then sure. Jordan McCrary that you had enough coverage when you're going to try to basically fight for a draw at home, which is the state of affairs in Seattle right now.
0: Hey, shout-outs to Kim Keehee, whose hair stopped bleeding finally. <laughs> he looked good, too, man. He like finds himself in opportune places. I think that that He's a smart like, player. I he's think that he's going to be a really good investment, considering that they stick with him. One quick thing uh, that I'm sure that Brian Meredith was thinking to himself. Garbage. As New Who comes walking off and everyone's shaking his hand, Brian Meredith, backup goalkeeper, sticks his hand at like, Hey, buddy, and New Who just walks right by him, just cold oh. as ice. I'm sure he didn't see him, but at the same time, I was like, I wanted to just get the boomerang of that. And so, I'm gonna. What what did
1: what did Brian Meredith do to, or what did yeah, what did Brian Meredith do to Nuhu off the field that <laughs> that is now getting him iced?
0: Yeah, it's straight up gar- uh, straight up garbage. Garbage. There's a
1: lot of a lot of ice between uh, between the backup goalkeeper and the the starting left back.
0: You know, when the goal was scored, I didn't see anyone really. No one really looked that surprised. Uh, it was more like there was no like angry reaction. I didn't get the impression that the team was now gonna like really step it up a notch. Even Stefan Fry didn't look like he was like yelling at anybody. There was like no accountability that seemed to be there. It's a, I don't know. It's, that's a hard one to bounce back yeah. from. So I guess what I'm looking for is to try and figure out what's changed from last year to this year that made this happen. And the only thing I can think of, I was looking at the table before we started here, and I was like. Sounders FC tied for fewest points in the Western Conference, sporting, excuse me, sporking Kansas City. Thank you. At the top. With a lot of points. What's, uh, more than three times as many points as Seattle Sounders FC, but with three games in hand. That seems excessive. So. Three games that I can assume are not wins in hand, by the way. I'll just go out on a limb here. So what's the, what's the connection? And let's circle back around to the top of the pod for a little hot garbage. The connection is the Brad Evans effect. Handsome Brad Evans. Two back-to-back MLS Cup Finals with Brad Evans. The one most recently, he didn't suit up.
1: You're onto something With
0: here. an injury, they lose. He leaves... Gets back to healthy, sporking Kansas City top of the table. Um, Possibly. It's the Brad Evans effect. (laughs) I'm on to something. You are. I don't think there's a science to it. Look. I view He's like, I'm posting sexy stuff on my Instagram. Look at me, I'm Brad Evans. <laughs> and then suddenly, sporking Kansas City, moving to the top.
1: It's it's because they have that brand new training facility down there that has a hot tub in it. Brad, Brad Evans is a big fan of posting pictures of himself shirtless in hot tubs. Go look it up on Instagram. That's <laughs> a thing.
0: This lends itself naturally then to... Fan outrage! Speaking of social media. People getting mad on the internet after anything at all happens at the match this week in Fan Outrage. Look,
1: it's pretty pretty tough times when the first the first thing that I find when looking for people mad on the internet is at this point I'd rather have season tickets to Nickelback concerts.
0: <laughs> that must be
1: oh <laughs> my. weekly weekly Nickelback concerts y'all. Wow. <laughs> and speaking of season tickets, another folk says this season ticket holder would like some money back or free food and beer or an autographed jersey or some goals. They're very, They're not really picky. Like, I would like some money, or give me three beers. I would take three beers instead of the $500 that I probably spent on season tickets this year.
0: Uh, Drone637 tweeted at us to say, so it ends up I might be at resignation by July. Does resignation by Schmetzer? Like, to step away or what? Or is Drone... Are you going to quit your job because the founders are so bad? (laughs) I'm resigning because I can't live with myself knowing that this is so terrible. We tweeted out before the match, you can be outraged whenever and wherever you want. That's the fun of the anger. We wanted to see what kind of fan outrage you had. Uh, I shall reserve, same Drone 6-7, I shall reserve my outrage until the appropriate moment when we fail to announce a new striker the day the summer transfer window opens (laughs) or two beers into Saturday (laughs) on match days. Whichever
1: comes First, which the two beers will.
0: I love the fan outrage. Hashtag dumpster fire must go. They said hot garbage wrong. I hot garbage. I am outraged.
1: <laughs> oh post outrage. <laughs> and then this one look, this this one comes this we've had our discussion about the substitutes, but I, I don't think it was made quite as eloquently as this this gentleman on Twitter.
0: Oh, I love Matt Oak. This is good. Seriously,
1: what is this fing sub? We're at home and f- Last place, who doesn't give a f- put the kid in and go. Worst that happens is he doesn't score, which we don't do anyway.
0: <laughs> we,
1: we are trash. Blow it up. That's it. We can't score against RSL at home. Fire everyone. I can't argue with that. That's that's incredible. That is incredible. And I I think that that have you ever see? Did you ever watch those videos that was like Barack Obama's anger translator? It was like Key and Peel, it was like a Key and Peel thing. Sure. And I think Matt Oak is the Sounders FC fan anger translator. We say what we feel on this podcast and we try to be nice and we try to be understanding that there's hard things to do for a I'm team. I'm just trying
0: to make <laughs> jokes. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> Big old Both. floppy one. Bofo <laughs> And then this is our
1: this is our anger generator. Thank you. Thank you, Matt Oak.
0: Uh, <sighs> okay, so uh, I, that's I feel better getting some of that outrage out. I hope that you you do as well. Um, after a short break, when we come back, we're gonna have maybe the most scintillating take on the 2018 Sounders FC season ever. <laughs> Okay, I might have been a little hyperbolic there. It's probably not the best ever, but I am very excited to read your fan fiction. <laughs> Look,
1: can I read it? Can I read part of it for, for you? you? Could, yeah, you could read. You could definitely S- read it. Set this up. Okay, so I was thinking in the shower just this morning, I was thinking that this season is just terrible, right? Yeah, and I and I, <laughs> I was trying to think if 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 this season for the Sounders were a movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It would be Star
0: Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> it's got a ton of big name stars, but it's still hot garbage. Hot garbage. Starring Brandy Chastain as Yoda. <laughs> no, as Princess Leia. Stupid! Come on. You're not stupid. I'm sorry. As princess,
1: as Princess Sidious.
0: <laughs> fair. No, it's to be fair. It's not Brandy Chastain. It's the statue of Brandy Chastain. Yeah, the plaque of Brandy Chastain as face. Princess Leia, Yoda, Sidious. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Also, the most,
1: most ambitious crossover event of all time.
0: Go see Solo; it was awesome. Oh, was it? Yeah, I oh. really liked it a lot.
1: I gotta go watch that. No, I, I was thinking less about what movie, like what specific
0: movie. What's your? F- okay, sorry. I won't spoil. It. Let me just cut that. I just beep that out so that way I don't spoil anything. Okay, go ahead. Um, I mean, there's one really cheesy part. Okay, like it's really bad.
1: Is it? It's and it's not the we're putting together a team of bad guys. No, 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 it, no. That okay. was fine. It's
0: like it's just. Just awful origin story garbage. It's, I mean, it really is hot garbage. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> anyone uh, in the theater at the time that that happened, I'll tell you about it after, but anyone in the theater at the time that it happens, it's like, ha ha ha. I was like, just get out. Walk. You, you don't get your money back. You just
1: get out. You gotta go. I, I would I would join you in this anger, but I didn't see it. Yet. Okay, great. I will see yeah. it. Okay, but I was thinking about less about what specific movie Star Wars Episode 8, Uh it would be but more like if there were a trailer for this 28 season 28 season 20 if there were a trailer for this 2018 god damn it if there was a trailer for the 2018 Sounders FC season to this point what would it be and I say it feels like a horror movie so here we go
0: a ragtag I get to read it oh you get to yeah ask if I can read part of it okay A ragtag bunch of teenagers, their geology professor, Mr. Marshall, (laughs) a begrudging parent chaperone named Clint, and a highly motivated yet somewhat ill-equipped guidance counselor that insists you just call him Brian.
1: (laughs) I wrote it. I'm laughing. With half their classmates already consumed by the evil that stalks them and the smartest kid in class talking about transferring to a school in South America called Boca. (laughs) Our survivors are against an uphill climb to make it out alive. It's mouth school. Mouth <laughs> is that what Boca Bo- means? Yeah,
0: mi Boca es en fuego means my mouth is on fire.
1: No. Why is Boca is Mouth Juniors the team in South America?
0: Look, hey, bring your little mouth over here. <laughs> this seems like a <laughs> cl- seems like a Clinton scandal. <laughs>
1: That's sounds
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay back together now? Oh my god. After a very handsome classmate faked his own death to join a group that looked more fit to survive. Stupid Brad Evans. One by one, members of the team are picked off. The hamstring virus spreads among survivors. Those who remain healthy know it's a matter of time before they are infected by moon-related lupus. Or put up against another foe with just rudimentary weapons.
1: Who will be the next to go off into the woods alone to succumb to some injury that we've never heard of? Who will get killed while they're making out with one another? (laughs) Find out next time on Winning
0: Isn't Everything. (laughs) Or anything. (laughs) Or anything. (laughs) Well done. I really uh, like that. That's nice, Brandon. Great, great writing. We'll have to write more uh, more trailers. Maybe we can write trailers before big matches, and then that'll, that'll be your little specialty there. I like that. I shouldn't have called it little. That's demeaning. That'll <laughs> be your cute little specialty. You should have called it my boca. <laughs> oh, <Or> your Bofo. <laughs> my Bofo. <laughs> All right. And headline Sounders FC draw Sacramento Republic in U.S. Open Cup play Wednesday, June 6th at Papa Murphy's Park in Sacramento. Take it and bake it. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> FC Cincinnati is about to be announced as the next MLS expansion. Wait, let's go back. Hold on. Let's back this up. Okay. Clint Dempsey's still suspended, right? He doesn't get to play in this uh, U.S. Open Cup.
1: As far as I know, I think the first game is his last... Suspension. So he will. first
0: game is his last. <laughs> On winning isn't anything.
1: <laughs> he doesn't get to play in the match against Sacramento, but I think if we advance, he will get to play past there. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because nothing says that we will advance. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, a goal would help me think that anything positive would happen, but this seems far fetched at yeah. best. Uh, FC Cincinnati is about to be announced as the next MLS expansion team. That's pretty big news. Uh, FC Cincinnati had a great run in the Open Cup last season. Uh, is FC Cincinnati going to be one of those like really sweaty cities to go to like where it's like in the summer and you like really feel like you're breathing straight from a alligator's butt I know nothing about Ohio Okay, it's very sweaty.
1: (laughs) So then, yes.
0: uh, Anecdote, my brother and I, when I was a uh, middle schooler, I helped him move to the Midwest. (laughs) He he was going to uh, live, what's the other big, Cleveland is the one? And we rolled into Cleveland, and my brother uh, likes to uh, torture his siblings and children and everything. And so he uh, locks the windows in the Oldsmobile Cutlass that we're riding in and turns off the air conditioner, left the fan on, and he's like, let's see how long we can make it. 98 degrees, 99% humidity. Oh my gosh. That's my only memory I have of Cleveland just being like this is awful. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there was a fart in there at some point too because classic <laughs> Mike. Of course. Classic Mike. <laughs> so, um I can only imagine that playing on the road there is another one of those places like a Houston that would be just terrible. Just
1: Yeah, FC FC Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati uh, had a great run. Oh my god,
0: they're the FCC. Oh no! Is, uh Pie or whatever his name is, is that guy they're gonna be playing?
1: <laughs> against when they go against Real Donald Trump and Real Salt Lake. Oh, heck I can't run. They had a great run in the open cup last season. They are not Real Donald Trump, didn't no, no, he did not. FC Cincinnati had a great run in the Open Cup last season. They're selling out like a college football stadium where they're playing right now. It looks like they've got they've just finalized a stadium deal. Sweet. Um it kind of looks like one of those a team with really great organic support. Entering a league where they're going to have to pay way too much money and it's going to remove all of the fun from it, probably because that's. But they're playing in the USL right now. They're going to have another Open Cup run this season, probably. Um, So if you are curious about what they might look like in the league, who knows? Maybe we'll face them. maybe Sounders will face them in, in open cup play this season, should they not crap out in
0: the first round. And you mentioned it earlier, but the Sounders FC have signed a, a new striker to the squad. From S2. Don't get your hopes from up or S2 get two too is excited. the is, is the minor league team of Seattle Sounders FC. They play down at Cheney Stadium. It looks super cool. I haven't been to a match yet, because it's on like the opposite side of Earth from me living in Snohomish.
1: Do you mean underneath? Because there is no opposite side of
0: Earth on a flat <laughs> Earth, Gregor. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I just imagine it was like craggly stuff. That sticks down, kind of like an ice cream cone.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I live on the crag. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean that's Tacoma. So yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Sorry,
0: we love Tacoma. He said honest. it, not me.
1: <laughs> I grew up in Maple Valley. What do I have to talk about? Yeah, right. Um, so this guy is an
0: S2 uh, striker, and they've signed him for the first team. Yeah, he's scoring some goals for S2, got signed to the first team. Can you think of a couple other people from S2 that have made the jump up that have tried to compete on the Sounders' first team, maybe as a striker? Sure. Uh, Olex Anderson is one.
1: Excuse me, O-Alex. Oh, O-Alex oh, Anderson. <laughs> That's my friend John says. <laughs> oh, alex Anderson. Olex alex Anderson get, got called up to the first team and uh, immediately injured himself and has been injured ever since. He still gets to train and hang out with the team because I think they're like your career is ruined. You can do whatever you want to hang out with us. We feel so bad. Okay. Um, Andy Craven is another player that ended up getting signed by the first team. Uh, also, wore 99, which is what Felix Chencomb is going to be wearing for the first team. Um, Andy Craven didn't do much, didn't really play, uh, but he did get signed. Uh, Darwin to, Jones? Darwin Jones is a player that actually started on a first-team contract as a homegrown player, got sent down to S2, kind of, never you know...
0: Now he plays a, for some USL squad in yeah, the somewhere like Oklahoma hot, stinky or or south or some something like that. Some weird stuff, yeah. Sweaty is what I meant, not stinky the south. I'm um, sure it smells fine.
1: Lots of players. I mean, look at a guy, a guy like Aaron Long was a first-team guy for a while, but always plugged into the reserves. S2 came around. He played for S2 for a while, got traded over to New York, played with New York Red Bulls too, where they won the USL Championship, and now he's on their first team. So it's a pipeline that's working, people coming through our pipeline
0: to other teams. A third of the time works every time.
1: (laughs) A third might be
0: really optimistic. (laughs) Okay, Brandon, after watching the match uh, from Saturday, Sounders FC now play the return fixture, the other half of this Winning isn't anything, tie that we have, right? It's uh, Rio Tinto Stadium, Saturday, June 2nd, is this Saturday, the 2nd, 6.30 p.m. our time. We're playing the same team again at their home. But but they're playing a game in between
1: the last game that we just played against them and the next game. So they have a game in the middle, so hopefully they're very tired and everybody gets injured. Um, <laughs> I don't wish any injury upon anyone. Or they show up late to the match or something like that. Non terrible or something like that. Yeah. Like they all go to Chuck E. Cheese and get and get really
0: sick from the plastic pizza. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, hopefully they just are sleepy and don't do well. That's what I say. I wish I wish nothing ill upon businesses or this <laughs> or the team itself. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Charles. FCC, Charles Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the next commissioner of the FCC Charles Cheese <laughs> Charles E. Cheese now the independent like uh, as far as heroes and villains go I don't know who the hero for Seattle Sounders FC Dempsey?
1: is I mean like he had sparks in the last game Hopefully. maybe it lights up but also,
0: like as they keep pointing out, like he can't go all the time. So hopefully, a week off is enough for him to recharge the batteries and be great. I think he's always going to be crafty and always have it. In. I just don't think he has anyone playing around him that has him excited or anyone that maybe he intrinsically trusts the way he did with uh with an Oba, even with a Ladero. Like he just doesn't have that support that is exciting for. Him. I think he'll take a lot more chances than he needs to because um, he doesn't. Because who else will? Yeah, exactly. And as the as the big. I, I hopefully, we'll see Chen come play. Hopefully, he gets a chance to have another week of practice and can step up into the team. I don't know who you're looking for for a hero out of this match. I, I will always bank on Lamar Nagel doing something because, damn it, he's yeah. played with this team <laughs> so many times, and they're not, there must be something going on that we don't see in practice sure. or something like that where the coach and Lamar don't see eye to eye or something because he is not, I think, get, getting the break that a guy with his. You think with Will Bruin
1: going out being your backup, backup yeah. star forward, yeah. that Lamar would be the easy slot, like for like replacement? But instead, it's tweak the formation, tweak the the tactics, and all of that. Basically, do everything that you can to not put Lamar Thomas Nagel into the position where he needs to be playing.
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as villains go, uh, the big old floppy one. I'm gonna say <laughs> old Bofo. I that like moment of. Individual magic, I don't know, is something that you would expect to see again from a guy like that, especially with a match in between. He won't still be firing off of that same uh, moment, I don't think. Who knows, maybe.
1: They will be bringing a player back. Uh, Rusnak, Albert Rusnak, is a guy on their team who couldn't play in this match because he's away for international friendlies, but he should be back for the next match. Whether or not he's back into the squad after you know whatever he does on his friendlies but
0: i think the villain's going to be nick ramando because he's such we said it last week too he's such a solid goalkeeper and with a depleted striking uh, team from seattle sounders i just don't think that a guy who's so good in goal is going to give in to a team that has created almost no opportunities and
1: to give the sounders some credit yeah. like we said at the beginning of the yep. of the pod they did have some looks on goals i, I it almost looked like they could score which is a lot, and but Ramondo came up big like three or four times. Um, sure, they weren't the hardest saves he's ever going to make, but he kept the Sounders from scoring. He which...
0: looked so cool and calm. He was like laughing and joking around right before the kickoff, and I was like, oh my God, this guy. He's not
1: even – he knows. He knows. We know. He knows. He knows that we know. We all know that this that nothing's going to happen.
0: Okay, well, let's look into our swirling crystal Pepsi ball. What do you see for the outcome of this match, Brandon?
1: I see just I see I see somebody walking out into the middle of the forest, thinking that they're gonna come back and save this team all on their own and being swept up and picked up away by one of the injuries and the Sounders are going to end with
0: ten men on the field
1: and cool. it's going to be a two to zero loss in Rio Tinto.
0: When I look into the Crystal Pepsi ball, all I see is bofo
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry